Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Let's make our confession of faith together. Again, for those of you online where the majority of us are, I need you to make sure you like this video. Tell us where you're watching from and share. When you share, people get saved. As of right now, we're at 490 recorded decisions. God, I pray that by this time next week, we would have crossed over 500. Come on, can you worship God for people giving their lives to the Lord? Come on, 915. We're not just about us four and no more. Father, let us cross that number because those are lives that matter to you. In Jesus' name, let's make our confession of faith together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. Hear the word I'm about to hear. I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Stir this atmosphere in this building and on every online platform right now. God, speak to us. Give us direction. Give us clarity. Father, answer questions. Father, I pray that you would confront us with us today, God, so that we would mature, so that we would be better, so that we would evolve. We are not who we used to be. We can thank God that we are not what we want to be, but we can see progress. And we know that this month is going to be a month of internal progress. This is going to be a month where we grow even more. This is going to be a month where we evolve even more. And for that, we say thank you. If you're excited, not about cash, not about cars, not about clothes, but about your growth. Can I get you to lift your hands and worship your God for five seconds right there? Five, four. Three, two, one. Slap somebody a high five. Say, let's grow up. Let's grow up. Let's grow up. Let's grow up. Grab a seat. So we're in, we just finished this series rather by faith, where we learned that our faith takes us meta. And meta has a few definitions. Number one, it means a change of your position or your condition. Hear me, you are not going to remain in the same position or condition that you have been in. Matter of fact, I'm here to tell somebody, pack your bags because you're about to change positions 
and you're about to change conditions. I need some of you to get ready for a new circle of people because you're about to change positions and you're about to change conditions. I need for some of you, watch me, to recognize that where you were is not where your future is. You got to hear me. Come on, open up your mouth. Say, I'm changing positions and I'm changing conditions. You used to being sad. You're about to come out of that condition. You are used to having all of these emotional ups and downs. You're about to come out of that condition. You are used to constantly depending on people and whether or not they like you to decide whether or not you like yourself. You're about to change your position and your condition. Shout meta. Then the word meta, it means behind. There are certain things you have to put behind you. There are certain things, then watch me, you have to, after you put it behind you, there's an after. Too many Christians are only satisfied with just putting things behind them, but they never get to the after. How do we know you're still doing this? Because you identify yourself based on what you say you put behind you. So you identify yourself as a divorcee. Mm -mm. That means, watch me, you never got to your after. Your after is that you're glad for the relationship that didn't work because it made you a better person come on y'all come on somebody say there's something after this there there's something after your suffering hear me God did not die to save us from hell so that we would just spend our lives living in hell there's something after this come here children of Israel he didn't just get you out of Egypt for you to uh, just talk about the good old days in Egypt there's something after Egypt called your promise and for some of you November begins your after I I need you to make sure you sit next to somebody with some faith. Look at them and say, I'm in my after. I'm in my after. You got to hear me. If you grew up in parties, they would have the party, and that was good. But the better party was the after party. And I don't know who needs to hear me. You thought that this year has been good to you. But in November and December, it's going to be your. Speak faith to somebody. Say, life's about to get real good for you. It's a. It's not that it's bad now, but it's about to get better. It's not that you're struggling now, but it's about to be better. Then it means to go across. It means to go across. I taught you now with the children of Israel. Um, they put Egypt behind them. Then there was something after that. It was an 11 days journey to the promised land. And the Bible says that God had to take them the long way. Pay attention. Lest they see war and want to turn back. Sometimes there are things that God delays because he knows that the warfare will overwhelm you. I need you to thank God for everything that he's allowed to be delayed in your life. Why? Because every delay was to your benefit. He said, if you have to deal with this now, it will overwhelm you. So they get to the Red Sea, and when they get to the Red Sea, Moses lifts his hands, and the wind comes, and the water spreads, and the land is dried so that they're able to cross over. And for some of you, hear me, you are in your crossover moment. What does this mean? You are crossing over from what was into what God has ordained. And here's the trip. And here's the trip. And here's the trip. While you're walking on the dry land, you got water on one side, water on one side, which means I can't see to the left. I can't see to the right. I can't go back. I have one option. And my only option is to keep it moving is there anybody in this building or online where you feel like, God, you've taken away all my options, but I still got one, and that one is I'm going forward. I'm getting across this. Fist bump somebody, say, let's go forward. Let's go forward. Let 
Well, so-and-so hurt you. I got to keep it moving. Well, so-and-so left you. I got to keep it moving. So-and-so walked away. I got to keep it moving. So-and-so don't want to do right. That's their problem. I got to keep it moving because I'm about to cross over this. Now watch me, interestingly enough, in the definition of the word meta, and you know meta because of the metaverse, I taught you that, you know meta because Facebook changed their name to meta. Meta, it means, watch me, that I am in a physical world, but I see through something that everybody else cannot see. Watch me, that gives me another reality. This is why the Bible says we walk by, which means what he showed me is more powerful than what I see. See, for some of y'all, you keep having these dreams of, of yourself doing certain things, these visions of yourself doing certain things, and, and then you take these off and you look around and you say, this don't look like what I... And I need you to let this be more real than what you see around you because you walk by faith and not by sight. I wish you had somebody with an anointing on them close to you that would touch you on the shoulder and say, you walk by faith, not by sight. Well, Bishop, how do you have so much joy with what you're looking at? Because I'm not looking at what you're looking at. You're looking at what's around me. I'm looking at. How do you expect God to heal you? They're looking at your doctor's report, but you're looking at the fact that with his stripes, you were already healed. I... They're looking at what's not working. You're looking at, but he makes all things work together. Which means even if you try to stop me, it's working for me. Even if you lie on me, it's working for me. Even if they come against you, it's working for you. Fist bump somebody say, it's working for you. Uh-uh, I don't like the way they didn't respond. Fist bump somebody else because you need to fist bump somebody. And when your faith hit their faith, there's a praise that responds. Fist bump somebody else say, it's working for you. Uh-uh. Try a third person, please. Fist bump them. And when your faith hits their faith, it's going to be a response via praise. Fist bump them and say, it's working for you. Put a praise behind it. I... Come on. Let's go. Meta. Beyond, behind, after, across, then after is repeated. Because after I cross over, there's another after. Hear me. You cannot settle. The enemy wants you to say, well, at least I'm better than this one or this one. At least I don't live there or there. At least I have this as if you're supposed to live and at least life. Come on now, Petit. He says he is come that you might have life. That's at least and life more abundantly, which means there's nothing about your life that's supposed to be average. There's nothing about your life that's supposed to be regular. There's nothing about your life that is supposed to be stinking, lank, and ratchet. Come on now, 15. I wish you make this declaration and say, I live in meta. Because there's always another after, always something you got to be in pursuit of. Let me tell you why many people get frustrated and discouraged. It's because you don't have another after. So you bought the house, but you don't have another after. You got married, but you don't have another after. That's why you're frustrated with who you're married to, because y'all didn't have an after after the ceremony. And after the wedding begins the marriage. And so now you're looking at grass on the other side that looks greener. And yes, it looks greener because it's astroturf. The fake thing always looks better than the real thing because fake is shiny, but real don't have to shine because when it showed up, it... Behind, after, across, 
after and then beyond. There's something beyond right now. And here's how people lose hope. Here's how people get depressed. Here's how people get suicidal. Is they don't think there's anything beyond. Okay, watch me. Some of you say, well, Bishop, as soon as I get a million dollars, I'm going to be good. Can I help you? Then why are multimillionaires and billionaires killing themselves? Why? Because there's something beyond. Watch me. That money cannot buy. There's something beyond that a status cannot buy. There's something beyond that a degree cannot buy. There's something beyond that popularity on Instagram cannot buy. And guess what? You're about to step in it starting November. Everybody that knows you're going meta, lift your hands, worship God for five seconds right there. Go. Five. If you ain't going meta, put your hands down. If you ain't going meta, don't say anything. Four. Three, two, shout meta. Then here's the third definition, and this is the one I love most. It means a higher or second order. A higher or second order. A higher or second order. Which means there is another you in you. Watch me. That your faith is going to bring out of you. What if God makes you confront Goliath so you can discover, David, that there's a second order in you? The first order of David, pay attention, was a shepherd who was overlooked. The first order of David was a young man that was rejected by his father and his mother abandoned him. So he was left to be raised in a home, watch me, where his father treated him poorly because he didn't like his mother. The first order was that he had to deal with people's stinky stuff. Sheep, they, when they uh, use the restroom, mm, let's go. Sheep, when they, when they release, now the shepherds got to deal with that. The shepherds got to walk through it. The shepherds got to clean it up. And the shepherd can begin to smell like the sheep. Now, realizing that he's not a sheep, but some of you, you've been in dirty stuff for so long, you've begun to take on the spirit of the situations and circumstances. See... Some of you, you've been around people that are like dirty sheep. And so when you get around them, you begin to take on their attributes and think that that's all that you are. That's the first order. The first order was that nobody thought David was going to be able to make it. The first order is that David was a worshiper where he developed his relationship with God in private. So that when God put him on the stage, he just kept doing in public what he had been doing in private. The first order was that David's brothers did not like him. The first order was that David's brothers thought that he was arrogant and they thought that he was always trying to do too much. And it looked like his brothers were right until God says, I'm about to take you meta. What happens then? There's a giant named Goliath. And this giant named Goliath is taunting God's people for 40 days and 40 nights. The king doesn't want to fight them. The army doesn't want to fight them. But David shows up. Watch me. And David's about to go meta. I'm trying to tell some of you all, the giant thing that you see in front of you is actually an answer to your prayer. Why? Because it's the thing God's going to use to take you. Is there anybody in this building that's dealing with some big obstacles, some big challenges online, some big obstacles, some big challenges? Guess what? Say, my prayers have been answered. Say, Goliath is going to take me meta. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Let me back it up because I'm going to make sure you get it. The first order is that David, David is overlooked. That David is rejected. That David is abandoned. 
that David is mistreated, that David is a man, watch me, that wonders why he's even alive. He walks up, watch me, to deliver lunch for his brothers. For some of you, you thought the little thing you were doing was insignificant. But how you handled the little was actually your introduction to... I'm so glad you didn't let that little problem stop you. I'm so glad you didn't let that little person's opinion stop you. I'm so glad you didn't let somebody's little stinking attitude stop you. Uh, He was delivering lunch to his brothers. And when he's delivering lunch to his brothers, David said, well, what's going on down here? What is the man going to get who takes down Goliath? They tell him he's going to get one of the king's daughters. And he's going to get tax relief. Let me see if I can say it another way. He's about to get a financial upgrade. And he's about to get a relationship upgrade. Because whenever God upgrades your finances, you need people that match where you... For some of you, God's been dismissing broke-minded people from... a. He's been dismissing poverty-minded people. He's been dismissing low-thinking people. Because when he upgrades your money, he's got to upgrade your... This bump somebody, say your money's upgrading and your circle is. You ain't going to run with who you used to run with. You ain't going to be sitting around who you used to sit around. I need some people that reflect where I'm headed, not where I've been. And it's getting ready to happen. Come on, say it's getting ready to happen. So watch me. So David, so David, he says, what's going to happen? What's going to happen for the man that takes down Goliath? They tell him what's going to happen. David walks. His brothers try to stop him. Can I tell you? Whenever you're about to go meta, you're going to deal with mess around you. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Whenever you're going to go meta, God lets messy people start stuff with you. How many of you in the last week, messy people been showing their behinds? Oh, my God. Come on now, 15, let's go. Can I tell you why? Because David's brothers, right before he's getting ready to fight Goliath, they try to stop him with mess. What are you doing down here? Ninja, I'm the one that's feeding your behind. Excuse me. I just got back from Chicago. I'm a little... I'm on another one right now, okay? The only reason you're eating is because of what I brought you. Which means how dare you ask me why I'm here. If I don't feed you, you're going to die on the battlefield. Can I help you? For some of you, God's test to you has been to serve people, watch me, who are, okay, who are, okay, y'all ready? Who don't even recognize that if you don't do what you do, they ain't going to have what they have. I need you to look at somebody and say, but keep on serving. I, come on now, 15, look at somebody else and say, but keep on serving. I, You got what you got because of what I did. Stop acting like you got this yourself. You don't, you didn't have a pot nor a window. So they try to start mess with him. And when they try to start mess with him, you know what David does? Ready? David turns away from them. Here's what the enemy wants you to do. When something's messy, here's what he wants you to do. He wants you to start digging and putting your hands in the mess. So now you got mess, come on 915, on your hands. Now, watch me, you've come down from the mountain, Moses, to play with children. But I'm so glad that God kept your hands out of the mess 
You wanted to clap back, but the Holy Ghost said, you bet not. You wanted to let them have it, but the Holy Ghost said, you bet not. Is there anybody in the building or online where you've seen mess try to invite you in, but you said, I'm not coming over there because my faith is about to take me? Meta. Shout meta. Shout meta. Shout meta. So David, David doesn't even put his hands in the mess. And for some of you, you got to learn how to let them talk and just decide that it doesn't matter. I wish you would take the opinion of an unaccomplished, unfruitful person who's never done anything and you sitting up questioning what you called to do behind somebody that can't even get themselves out of a wet paper pad. I wish you would. Can I get an 1115 spirit in here for just a moment? Would you look at somebody and say, I wish you would do that. I Well, my cousin said this, name me two things your cousin has ever done. Well, my brother said this, name me one thing he's ever built. You ready? So David, here we go, we got to go. We got to go. So David, he turns away. He doesn't get his hands in the mess because if he gets his hands in the mess, he's going to miss his meta. <laughs> Let me tell you what, there are certain things God restrained you. And let's tell the truth, it's not even your nature to be restrained. You have a PhD in petty. And you wanted to say, oh, that's how you feel? Well, let me type my little response to your little stinking. But the Holy Ghost kept your hands out of it. Why? Because if you get involved in this, you're going to miss your meta. Hear me, 915. I prophesy you will not miss your meta. Come on, say, I will not miss my meta. David, David turns from them. And when David turns from them, he says, you always got a problem with me. And watch me, and, and here's the problem, you change the target. See, for some of you, some of you, don't confuse, listen carefully, don't confuse critique or criticism from one that is above you with mess. The moment someone that is above you begins to cease to critique and criticize to make you better, that means you are no longer loved. See, I need you to, uh-uh, because see, we got to fix this problem. Because we live in a culture where anytime anybody says anything to you, you're just trying to block me. No, somebody that's been set over you, it's their responsibility to critique, criticize, until you become the best that you can be. That's not a hater, that's an elevator. I need to make sure I got mature people in this room. Thank God for every elevator God's put. But David says, David says, he says, but you're... David looks at his brothers and said, but y'all are unaccomplished. Watch me. Live, still living at home with daddy. So why would I take your counsel? You still got to ask daddy what you can eat, what you can do. Why would I take your counsel? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. It's amazing who you be listening to as if they're experts. David is like, I'm not listening to y'all. He turns from them. And then eventually, eventually he makes his way to Saul. And, and David's like, don't worry about this, king. I got this. Now, David's never fought a giant. But David says, I fought a lion and I fought a bear. Who is? 
This uncircumcised, what does that mean? He's not a Hebrew like us. What does this mean? He doesn't have a covenant with God. What does that mean? See, the reason I'm so glad I'm saved is because I've got a covenant with God, which means I'm not worried about it. Why? I got paperwork that says he's going to back me up. I've got a covenant that says he's going to fight for me. I've got a covenant that says that he's going to do war with those that do war with me. This from somebody and say, you got a covenant with God. You... What is my covenant? Everything I read in this Bible is God's covenant with me. Everything I read in this Bible is his promise to me. And here's what I love about it. The Bible says even when I'm not faithful, he's still faithful to perform what he said that he would do. Somebody say, I got a covenant with God. Watch me. So look, so David, he goes to Saul. He says, don't worry about this, king. He says, king, I got this. <laughs> look at the, neighbor, the person next to you and say, you got this. Uh-uh. Wrong person, because when they say that, there should be a praise behind it. Try another person and say, you got this. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, app. Come on, website. Come on, Twitch. Type that to somebody in the comments. Tag somebody right now to get them in this experience and tell them, you got this. So David says, I got this. King Saul is like, well, do what you do. Let me tell you why you've been preparing for 16 years. Let me tell you, I'll just preach to myself. Let me tell you why you've been preparing. Because when your opportunity comes, you don't have time to get ready. You got to be ready. See, can I get you to give God glory for this? For all of your years of preparation. What you thought was wasted was not wasted. It was preparation. What you thought was wasted was not wasted. It was preparation. Open your mouth, say, I'm prepared for this. Shout it again. I'm prepared for this. So David has been preparing for years, for years. And his, and his, watch me, his preparation was private. See, he was preparing. Ain't no light back here. Uh-uh, don't come over here because there's no cameras over here. See, some of you only prepare when people are paying attention. See, some of you only post when people are paying attention. I need to make sure I got some people in here that say, I've been working hard when nobody was, when nobody was paying attention, when nobody was looking at me, when, when there were no cameras, there's no lights back here. This feels desperate. This feels alone. But that's my first order. But come in November, because in November, I'm tapping into my meta. I'm tapping into my second order. So what happens? So David walks out on the stage. And on one side is him, on the other side is Goliath. Goliath is between 9 and 12 feet tall. David is between 5 foot and 6 feet tall, which means there's, watch me, it's not balanced. Mm. Which means it's not a fair fight. Which means to win this, I need God. Oh my God. To win this, I need favor. Can I talk to every person where it's not been fair? Look at me. It's not supposed to be. Because if it's fair, you can do it. But when it's not fair, you're going to have to get God involved. And I need you to prophesy next to somebody. Say, and the Lord is with you. It's not a fair fight. Come on, we got to go. It's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight. This isn't fair. This isn't right. I can't believe I'm in this. After all these years of preparation, how in the ham and cheese? Mm. See me in the line afterwards, I'll tell you what I wanted to say. How in the world am I in the middle of this? This isn't fair. God, I've been training. Watch me. Let me help some of you leaders. I've been training these people for years. How is it that they act like they don't know what they're supposed to? 
I've been training my children to do right for years. How is it that all of a sudden, this is not fair. And since it's not fair, that means God's favor is about to show up. But check this out. It also means God's about to birth you into meta. How do I know? Because the level of my fight shows me the level of my life. You needed to fight a giant, David, because there's a second order about to come out of you. So back here, you were overlooked, you were rejected, you were abandoned, your brothers gave you trouble, you had all of that. But when you walked up on Goliath and took Goliath down, God says, your faith just took you meta. And what did the people begin to say about them? Saul has killed his thousands, but David, say your name, has killed their tens of thousands. Come on, I need you 915 to act like your life is upgrading. Just release a praise, right? There's a second order coming out of me. There's a second order coming out of me. There's another me coming out of me. There's an evolved me coming out of me. Shout meta. Grab a seat. <laughs> That's the introduction. <laughs> Hence the term spiritual adulting. David, when you walked up on Goliath, you were a boy. When you walked away from Goliath, you were a man. And these are the things that change boys to men. See, natural adulting, pay attention. Natural adulting means this. The practice of behaving in a way characteristic of a responsible adult, especially the accomplishment of mundane but necessary tasks. Which means, watch me, there's nothing glamorous about making a budget. But that's part of adulting. It's nothing glamorous about paying bills. But it's part of... It's nothing glamorous about driving to work. But it's part of... It's nothing glamorous about some of the mundane things, but they are necessary. Pay attention. You learn how to be faithful to the mundane, David, back here. So that when I give you meta, David, it's your natural practice to be consistent and faithful. See, watch me. A lot of people want to shout about meta, but I need you to make sure that your movements match your meta. Hence this terminology, we're in this series, spiritual adulting. So watch what Paul says. 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. Here's spiritual adulting, summed up in a verse by one man named Paul. Paul, if you don't know his background, that's not his original name. His original name is Saul. Pay attention. Paul is his second order. Paul is his meta. Paul is his beyond. Paul is his after. You may say, Bishop, well, why? Well, Saul is nothing more than the Greek uh, version of the name Saul. Shaul. Shaul to Hebrews would be a name they recognize. But Saul was not, uh, Paul, who became Paul, he was not called to reach Hebrews. He was called to reach Gentiles or non-Hebrew people. So God changed his name from Saul or Shaul because every time somebody would say his name, they'd say, you one of them church folks. You're one of those Hebrews. So instead, God changed his name to Paul so that when the Greeks and the Romans and the other cultures saw him, they would not be threatened by him because his name was not a threat. Paul is his second order. Let me help some of you understand something. You don't quite know fully what you're called to do yet. Because he only reveals it in stages and steps. Your calling, watch me, is not just one call. Your call is a call, go do this, then I'm going to call you again. Go do this, I'm going to call you again, go do this. I'm gonna... 
which means it reveals from level to level, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, which is why you got to stay connected to the phone because he's going to call again. Y'all better talk to me, 915. Look at somebody say, don't disconnect from God. Tell them, say, don't disconnect from church because the phone's about to ring again. So Paul is his second order because in his life, he was trained as a Hebrew at the feet of some of the greatest rabbis. Gamaliel was one of the names and the greatest teachers of modern of those times, which would have been modern for him. Hear me. But all of that was simply preparation for his second order because he was going to spend his life reaching people that the Hebrews thought were not deserving. He was going to spend his life reaching who they wanted to exclude. But God wanted to include. See, let me help you understand why certain people have a problem with you. It's because who you're supposed to reach, they don't think qualifies. Y'all better talk. Who you're supposed to impact. Other people say, well, God don't love them. You a lie and your mama is too. Everybody is included and nobody is excluded just because you want to exclude them. Is there anybody at this 915 that can thank God that he did not exclude you? Uh, tell the truth. You got a whole dirty past and some stuff you still working on. But God included you. And you. And you. And you. And you. And me. So Paul's second order was that his name had to change. For some of you, hear me clearly. For some of you, your second order it's going to be a city change. Okay? Bishop, I need confirmation. I gave it to you right there. For some of you, your second order is going to be a career change. What you do will have nothing to do with what you plan to do. Your second order is going to be something. Paul never planned to be Paul because he was comfortable being Saul. David never planned to be king because he was comfortable being shepherd. But a second order comes, and his faith takes him meta. But now, if I go meta, I got to make sure I have the movements to match the meta I'm going to. So look at what Paul says. When I was a child, what did he do? I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. Sit with me. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, and became isn't an automatic word. We look at became, and we think that it automatically happened. See, in America, you think once you're 18, I'm grown now. Of course, now, the way y'all parent, your kids think they grown at 10. Because you want to be friends instead of their leader. They don't need more friends. They need somebody to lead them. They don't need somebody to be their homie and their homette. Y'all ain't going to say. They need a man that's going to lead them. They need a woman that's going to lead them. And even if they want to get a little attitude, my job is to lead you. Even if you want to talk crazy to your friends about me, my job is to lead you. Why? Because if I train up a child in the way they should go, when they grow old, they will not depart from it. I don't care if you don't like what I said. I bet you're going to do it. It's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. You ought to be thankful for those of you that grew up where you couldn't get away with won't you. That's why you got your right mind today. That's why you ain't locked up today. That's why you're not strung up. To, I need everybody in this building and online that can thank God, watch me, that you had some boundaries put around you. 
That's why you're not loose today, because they put some boundaries around you. That Y'all ain't going to talk. Look at somebody and say, thank God for the boundaries on you. Thank those boundaries on you made you responsible. Those boundaries on you are why you're further than your friends. Those boundaries on you are why your relationship is working and theirs is not. Those We got to go. When I was a child, I spoke like one, I thought like one, I reasoned like one. But when I became a man, it's not automatic. It's not electric. Woogie, woogie, woogie. It's not electric. I don't know what she's saying. But I do know the woogie, woogie, woogie. Watch me. Hear me. It is not automatic. The word became there means when I decided or when I chose to. So hear me, 915. There's a difference between being a male and a man. Between being a female and a woman. I prefer the word lady. You ready? Check this out. He says, I had to choose this. Which means, watch me. David, I had to choose this. Come on. I had to choose this. I, I had to put away some of my childish things because at a certain point, it's not cute to be grown and play games. Now, for those of you that just got offended because you thought I was coming for your game systems, I was not. What I mean is you grown, but you play games like you a child. So because you want to have an attitude, you want to disappear and then expect somebody to come chase after you. You play too many games. I don't like your silence. Look at somebody next to you. Say, don't play games. Don't play games. You... So because you got an attitude, you want to give everybody the silent treatment. That is a game, and it's called witchcraft. You are trying to manipulate the atmosphere by not being who you normally are. 915, come on. Look at somebody else. Say, don't play games. You ready? He says, but when I decided to be a man, man there means a sir. We built this into our dream team culture, and I know it's counterculture, and I don't care. Our dream team culture is that our dream team, those that serve in Harvest at, at, uh, digitally and in Denver and Atlanta and all that, is that we address one another as sir and ma'am. And there's a reason for it. It's not just because I was born in Denver but raised in Memphis, and so I like elements of Southern culture that I like to integrate. It is because I recognize that when people begin to speak to the mature one, that's the one that's going to rise up. See, everybody has a king and a fool, and the one you speak to is the one that answers. See, some of y'all keep, why people act like this? Because you talk to the fool in them. But if you'll speak to the king in them, the king is the one that's going to answer the door. He says, but when I became a man, when I became mature, when I became a spiritual adult, I gave up my childish ways. Which means there were some things I had to separate from because this doesn't match my meta. There were some ways I had to separate from because this doesn't match my meta. There were some attitudes I had to separate from because this doesn't match my meta. Are y'all still here? So today's message is called this. We're almost done. Live like a phoenix because a phoenix teaches us spiritual adulting. Now, now I pulled my phoenix out of, its, out of its stuff to make another point, but let's put him up here. Let's put my little phoenix right there, and it's going to be one on the screen too. All right, that's my phoenix. Now, here's the first thing I need you to know about a phoenix. You ready? A phoenix is not a real bird. You are not going to find a phoenix in the natural. Oh my God, that's a revelation for some of y'all because you are a phoenix, which is why you can't find too many of yourself. I pray God show you some other phoenixes that you can connect with because you're not like everybody else. Would you fist bump somebody and say, I'm not like everybody else and I don't want to be like everybody else. The rest of y'all are natural birds, your chickens and your guzzer. Uh, uh, get, uh, your, 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 get. 
So let me tell you what just happened. Giblets came to mind, gizzards came to mind, buzzards came to mind, and all of it was coming out at the same time. Here's the point, you ain't none of that. <laughs> I rebuke the chicken head spirit. I rebuke the vulture spirit. You're not going to be eating off of somebody else's left. Come on, prophesy this over yourself. Say, I am a phoenix. So we got to go. So the word phoenix means a few things. Number one, it means to rise. It means to rise. So whenever you see the word phoenix used, whether it's a noun or a verb, it means to rise, which means I don't care what you were in. God always has a rise scheduled for you. Bible says, though a righteous man fall seven times, no doubt he will rise again. And I came to tell some of you, watch me, your last fall was in October. We're not doing that in November and December. Come on, somebody say, I'm on my rise. Next definition, it means to be unique and remarkable. Unique means you're not like everybody else. That's why you got to stop comparing yourself to squares. <laughs> okay. You got to stop comparing yourself to regular people. Stop comparing yourself, women of God, to women that are women of the night. Hmm? But she got all the man. That's because her milkshake brought everybody to. Okay. But you don't have milkshake. You got wine. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And everybody don't have the right taste for something as sophisticated as you are. Stop bringing yourself down. Make them come up. I feel like preaching in here today. Come on now, 15. What's me? What's me? Look at me. Look at me. Stop comparing yourself to people who didn't start where you started. As a shepherd, one of the things I have to do is remind myself I started in Denver. I didn't start in Atlanta. I didn't start in Houston. I didn't start in Chicago. Watch me. This is the 46 out of 50 for lowest church attendance in the nation. 4% African American. There's not a lot of ethnic or racial diversity, which means God says, I need a phoenix to handle an assignment like that. Can I help some of you all? You were not given a good hand. That's because God says you're unique and you're remarkable. You know how to take a bad hand and play that thing well. Every person in the building and online where you were ever dealt a bad hand, release a praise for three seconds. Go. Three. Two. You're a phoenix. You got this. You knew what to do. You made it happen. Watch me. A phoenix. A phoenix comes from mythology, both Egyptian and Greek mythology. Uh, it comes from Egyptian and Greek mythology. Pay attention. Mythology. It's a myth. Mythology. Ology. The study of a myth. Uh, watch me. Uh, in mythology, it would set itself on fire. Stop right there. The phoenix said, watch me. I recognize something needs to change in me. <laughs> the phoenix said, I'm not waiting on something to make me change. I recognize something needs to change in me. Are there any spiritual adults in the building and online that can recognize something's got to change in me? It sets itself on fire. Please, watch me. Then, after it sets itself on fire, it would rise from the ashes better. <laughs> See, some of you, watch me, you think it's bad when you are uh, corrective to yourself. You think, I'm just so hard on myself. I hear a lot of people say that, and I look like, where? Where are you hard on yourself? 
because nothing about you is getting better. Uh oh, got quiet right there. Look at the person next to you. Say, say it's good to correct yourself. Say it's good to check yourself so you can get better. It sets itself on fire, then it rises from the ashes better, and then the cycle repeats. But every cycle, it is better. Every disappointment, it's better. Every loss, it's better. Every failure, it's better. Every friendship, it's better. Every relationship, it's better. See, you're not even who you used to be. Why? You're such a phoenix that you are so much better today than you were 10 months ago. Every phoenix, throw one of your hands in the air and shout, I'm a phoenix. Watch me. Now, it sets itself on what? Fire. And fire in scripture is a paradox. A paradox means this. Antagonism, hostility, and opposition. What three words? Antagonism, hostility, opposition. Say it again. Antagonism, hostility, opposition. That's the first definition of fire. Plus, which means at the same time, fire also means passion, excitement, and zeal. Both at the same time. The phoenix, pay attention to me. It takes its antagonism, its hostility, its opposition, and produces passion, excitement, and zeal. You're not getting it. In other words, I don't look at what comes against me as something to stop me. You just got me excited about what I'm... I don't look at somebody talking about me as a negative. It produces passion, excitement, and zeal. And for some of you today, it's about to shift for you. Your antagonism, your hostility, and your opposition is about to shift into passion, excitement, and zeal. Let's go. Look at 1 Corinthians 11 and 31. We're almost there. You with me? But if we evaluated and judged ourselves, uh uh-oh. See, this is what Phoenix do. If we evaluated, which means I got to look at me. And sometimes the only way I can look at me is I need antagonism, hostility, and opposition. Because you don't see you as you really are. Watch me. When there is no antagonism, when there is no hostility, and when there is no opposition. See, you're never going to learn how impatient you are until you're forced to wait. You're never going to learn, watch me, how to forgive until you've been hurt. You're never going to learn how to keep it moving until you've been betrayed. But if we evaluated and judged ourselves, look at what Amplified says. Honestly, recognizing our shortcomings and correcting our behavior. Shut up. Not literally. Let's go with me. It's so good to me. He says, here's what Phoenix do. Evaluate yourself and then judge yourself. By recognizing your shortcomings and pay attention to the most powerful part of the verse and correcting our behavior. Here's what a lot of people do. Here's what a lot of people do. What a lot of people do, look at me, what a lot of people do is that they know it, but they do nothing about it. How many ever met somebody where you were telling them something, they were like, I know, I know, you right, you right. How many of you have ever said, I know, I know, you right, you right. Here's, here's what chickens do. I'm working on it. But by the time you get this finished, we're going to be done fried you and ate you with some macaroni and cheese, greens, and cornbread. We celebrate Phoenix. We eat chickens. Pay attention. He says, we would not be judged. What is judgment? It's correction by Force. So God says, if you'll set yourself on fire, 
using your antagonism, your hostility, and your opposition to produce passion, excitement, and zeal, I don't have to do anything. I need you to hear me. Some of you keep wondering, why God don't ever do nothing to them? Because they do it to themselves. Y'all better talk to me. So living like a phoenix is when we face antagonism, hostility, or opposition. Then we evaluate and judge ourselves, recognizing our shortcomings, then correcting our behavior. Lift your hand and say, Lord, give me the grace to correct my behavior. If you know you lie, it's not acceptable to say I'm working on it. Stop lying. And when you recognize you lied, go right back and say, what I just said, that wasn't the truth. Now, most people hear that and say, I'm not going to do that, but that's why you're watching me. You're still on fire and not rising. And I need you to prophesy to somebody next to you. Say, you're a phoenix, and I speak your rise effective immediately. Come on, we got to close this thing out. Look at Hebrews 12, 29. We're almost done, 9, 15. For our God is a consuming fire. What is God? A consuming fire. He, he doesn't send it. He is it. Which means his presence should be a mirror. Here's how I know many Christians never spend time in his presence. Because you never see you. You see what everybody else needs to do. You got enough criticism for every person sitting in seats that you couldn't last three minutes in. But you never see you. His presence should be a mirror. When I say lift your hands and we go into his presence, that should be a mirror to you to say, you know what? I need to call so-and-so and apologize for how I said that last Tuesday. See, I can tell a lot of Christians have never been in his presence. You've just been excited. Because when you're in his presence, you're going to start looking at you and you're going to be like, you know what? The way I just turned my neck at that person was way too much extra. I apologize for all that extra in my neck. Some of you have never been in his presence because you owe everybody. And ain't trying to pay nobody. His presence should check you and say, make a plan. See, see how quiet he just got? Because we want to shout about, watch me, the cash, the cars, and the clothes. But I need to make sure I have a church in this building and online. Watch me. Well, we are not just materialistic people. Matter of fact, we're not materialistic at all. We're excited about our growth. Open your mouth and say, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing. Isaiah 4.4, the Lord will wash away the filth of the women of Zion, and he will cleanse the blood stains by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. What is the fire going to do? It's going to wash away the filth. What is it going to do? It's going to cleanse the bloody places. So this has two meanings. One, whose blood is on your hands? Then ready? Then who has shed your blood? God says, the way I heal you is fire. You missed it. He says, I'm going to wash away the filth, which means when you begin to look at you, there's some things you're like, I'm not doing that. There's some people who are going to call you late at night when the freaks come out. And you're going to say, I ain't coming out. I don't like your silence, 915. There's going to be some things that try to get you messy and pull you into drama. And you're going to be like, I'm not coming out. There are going to be some people that you can tell they want you to pop off. 
I am convinced there are certain people that intentionally try to push me to the edge. Oh, I know it. Oh, I know it. I got a list. Watch me. But the fire says, watch me. Wash away the filth. Cleanse the blood stains. And I'm going to do, do it with fire. What does a phoenix do? It sets itself on fire. Which means God says, I'm going to use your antagonism, your hostility, your opposition, and that fire is designed to wash away everything about you that, let's be honest, even you know needs to change. Let's be honest. My hand's up first before I ask the question. How many of us know there's some things that need to change in us? Come on. If your hand's not up, you're a liar, so put your hand up for being a liar. If you think you're perfect, you, you're going <laughs> to need to raise your hand. Okay? The Bible says, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. You ready? All right. Open your mouth, and it's okay because you're in a safe place. You're with me. And when you meet, you would say, you're safe. I can't say nothing about what happens out of here. I can't say nothing about what happens out here. But when you're with me, you're safe. So you're in a safe place. Say, I need to change. I need to change. I'm changing. For the better. Effective? Immediately. You're not going to be crying about what you cried about last year. You're not going to be complaining about what you complained about last year. Look at Zechariah 13, 9. We're done. Into the fire, God says. And I will refine them. And I will test them. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. In the building and online. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Because you're about to get your phoenix on. <laughs> I said, you're about to get your phoenix on. It's, it's a verb here. You're about to get your phoenix on. Look at this. Zechariah 13 and 9. And into the fire, I will refine them and I will test them. Say refine. Refine, refine is this word metallurgy, which means it takes raw material of little to no value. Hear me. God uses the fire in areas of your life that right now is raw. It has little or no value. He puts it in the fire. Listen to me. And what cannot handle the heat burns off. Can I get you in the building and no line to lift your hands? You ready? For what's being burned off of you. Open your mouth and worship your God for what he's burning off of you. Pride is coming off. Doubt is coming off. Fear is coming off. Unbelief is coming off. Trifling behavior is coming off. Complaining is coming off. Sadness is coming off. Anxiety is coming off. Depression is coming off. Social anxiety is coming off. Financial mismanagement is coming off. Hey, come on, somebody shout, it's coming off. Shout, it's coming off. Shout, it's coming off. Watch me, watch me, watch me, put your hands down. Then after it burns off, it gets stronger. Look at the person next to you say, you're stronger now than you ever been. But prophesy to them, say, but I tell you this. Come on, y'all type it online. I tell you this. There's another level of strength. It's not going to get easier. You're just going to get stronger. Then, watch me, then it's more valuable. Which means when you take raw, I remember years ago I was shooting this film for promise keepers and they took me up to Idaho Springs into the gold mines and then you gave me a bunch of gold ore and I'm like y'all just gave me I'm gonna go cash this in <laughs> I said thank you for the check to shoot the movie but I'm grateful for these vials y'all and gave me a gold here's what they said 
Oh, it's not worth anything. I said, but it's gold ore. Like, isn't the original better? Mm -mm. They said, there's a second order. This has to go through the fire because it's not just gold that's attached to it. There are other metals that are attached to it, other minerals that are attached to it. And with no fire, it is not worth much. I need you to shout this. Say, my fire increased my value. So I had these vials of gold ore that I could do nothing. Vials of gold ore. But they said, the process that it's going to take to make that valuable is an expensive process. <laughs> and then once it goes through process, before you can even uh, make it gold bullion or what have you, it has to actually be tested. Here's your shout. We're going home. Well, y'all going home. I got in at 11.15. Some of y'all going to be with me. You ready? What is a test for? A test is a prerequisite to an upgrade. And for every person where you can tell your truth that there's some areas of your life where either you set the fire, God set the fire, all you know is something's on fire. I'm going to give you 15 seconds to praise God. Why? It just proved to you you're about to upgrade. It's proof you're about to upgrade. It's proof you're about to upgrade. Come on, 915, say my upgrade is here. Every area of my life is upgrading. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. Stand with me, everybody, everywhere, even at home. Stand up. You've been sitting on the couch with your eggs. Everybody, if you're in this building or online, and you've never become a Christian, today's your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful, today's your day. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure today that if I was to exit the earth today, I know I would spend the rest of my life with the Lord. If that's you in this building or online, on three, in the building, you're going to raise your hand. Online, you're going to do the hand with the emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Hear me. Everybody's included, included. Nobody is excluded. There's nobody too low where the blood of Jesus cannot flow. And I don't care who's told you, God don't love you because of this, God don't love you. Shut those voices up and hear what God says to you. He says that he died that you might have life and life more abundantly. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure on three, hands up in the building, online, hand wave emoji, say it's me. One, two, three, if that's you, respond right where you're at. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Everybody say, he loves me. Lay your hands on yourself. Pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name. If I fall, let me get right back up. I'm a phoenix, so all I do is rise. Woo! Come on. Say, I'm a phoenix. Say it again. I'm a phoenix. I'm rising, I'm upgrading, I'm excited about my life, in Jesus' name. Woo. If you just prayed that prayer, we committed yourself to the Lord, or you're sure, scan that QR code on the screen or text the word decision at 877-552-4746. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. 
You can live in Denver, you can live in Atlanta, you can live anywhere across America and around the world. The great impact of Harvest is not seen in a building. It is seen in databases that nobody else gets to see. We see how many lives are actually impacted. Can we thank God for technology for the lives that are impacted? And if you want to be a part of our family, we'd love for you to do that. Scan the QR code or text join harvest is one word to 877-552-4746. Bishop, how do I know where I'm supposed to be? The Bible says that God will give you a shepherd after his own heart. It's not a church. Don't worry about, look at me. Everybody look at me. Don't worry about these people. Look at the person next to you say, I'm not worried about you. Online, don't worry about these people. Podcast, don't worry about these people. That's why some people won't come because they'll say, I love Bishop, but people, I got an issue with people. Don't worry about the people. You're not called to them. You're called to me. <laughs> Jeremiah 3.15. Jeremiah 3.15. So don't worry about the people. People will come. People will go. People will celebrate one day. People will hate the next day. That's why God doesn't call you to them. He calls you to the shepherd he set in your life. So don't worry about that. All right? So you can text that, join Harvest at 877-552-4746 or scan the QR code. Did y'all get some out of this word today? All my Phoenix in the building and online. Can I get you to let out a shout right there? Amen. Listen, it's the first Sunday of a new month. And listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. Secondly, if you want to sow the seal, I want you to get that ready. Here's our seed target today. I want to cover this entire month. The 30 days in this month, and the Lord just spoke, and he said, a $30 seed. You're going to cover every day this month. $30 seed. And this seed is going to be to cover this month. November is going to be an amazing month for you. So, Bishop, we're already a few days in. I know, and I need you to hear me. This is going to be a month of answers. It's going to be a month of breakthrough. It's going to be a month of, why, of where you're on your rise. Everybody that can and will do it with me. I use text to give, so I like to give. I never ask you to do what I don't do. I never ask you to do what I don't do. Bishop, why do you sow the seal? In May, God told me he was going to begin to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. And that's exactly what he's been doing. Go read the praise reports and you'll see it for yourself. Lift your giving. How do you give it? Dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two for Cash App, PayPal, Vidmozilla, Giblify, all of that. Hello at Harvest Church. Church. If you got text to give, you can use that. Our app, our website. But everybody sows something. You don't have the 30. Everybody sows something to cover your month. And lift it towards the Lord. I love you, 915. I was away these past few days planning the entire year of 2023. And we got some exciting things, some exciting work to do. Some of you need to follow that lead. You need to take a day off work this week or next week or some week this month. You need to drive up to the mountains or go to the water or just go in another room in your house. Don't do it where you normally sit. You're not going to see right if you keep sitting in the same seat. You need to get in a different environment, a different space, and go plan your 2023. In December, I'm going to literally teach you how to do it. I got a master class to teach you how to do it so you can get a head start. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building on the line. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. I am a phoenix, and I am on my rise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world.